What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the River Blast Podcast. I am Noah Hiles. And I'm Alex Stone. And Alex, thanks to guys like Josh Bell, we can have a podcast named the River Blast Podcast. Because he puts them in the river. Yeah, the dude is on fire right now. He's... <laughs> this is unreal. I mean, honestly, over the last couple weeks... When was the last time a pirate hit this well? Like, 2012, 2013, Kutch? Yeah, I mean, that was different, though. And there's stretches, like, McCutcheon went through. Not just, like, 2012, 2013, Kutch. Uh, I even think back to, like, 2017, Kutch, uh, in, like, May or June, July, when he went on that Whenever, tear. Yeah. Uh, he would go on that where he just couldn't get out, but I have never seen, not in Pedro's heyday, Garrett Jones in his, you know, if you want to call it prime, uh, had some monster shots and he would get hot and Jason Bay was a decent slugger that the Pirates had, but I have never seen anyone in my lifetime hit monster shots game after game like Josh Bell is doing right now. It is it is something so foreign to me as a Pittsburgh baseball fan. And honestly, it's something that would be foreign to team to fans for most teams that you just don't see this type of baseball being played by many. It is very special. Yeah, he's on fire right now. I mean, before the show started, <laughs> we were laying out the show and it's like, "Alex, you got a stat, we need a segment." I'm like, "Yeah, I've got a stat and it's Josh Bell related." He's like, "Okay, don't say it at the beginning of the show. So don't. And I won't. Okay. And I won't. But this would be a great time to put it. But I won't. That, but we're not going to. He's hitting some Titanic We, we have listen, We have a lot of listeners now, which means we have sponsors now. Yes. And those sponsors I'm not going to anger them. Slice on Broadway. Yes, yes. We're not. All right. He's absolutely mashing the ball. We have never seen him hit home runs of this magnitude. I mean, he hit two monster shots Tuesday night. Yeah, last night. And they, again, they were monster shots, and neither of them, that's my thing. The one against the Rangers that won the river, 472, that one, it looked like he got all of it, yeah. right? And the one that he hit over the batter's eye, that was against Cincinnati, uh, that one looked like he got all of it. But these two, last night, it just looked effortless. Yeah. The other ones, it looked like, you know, he was just going to tee off and he hit it as hard as possible. But these ones last night, he just, it was just like an effortless swing. And the ball, it didn't ever land. One went in the camera well and the other one went over the hot tub. How many balls like batting do you think practice? have actually gone into a camera well in, in baseball? Over, oh, over, I don't like know. The last I'm sure there have been a lot. I mean, over the last couple of years, yeah, that's yeah. significantly less. But as far, I mean, just baseball is so, it's, I love baseball for many reasons, but it's so cool to me when something rare happens in baseball because it's played so often. You know, like football, I remember when we were growing up, the Steelers and the Chargers had a game and the final was 11 to 10. And yeah, they were like, that's the first that time one. in football history that happened. That's rare, but, like, at the end of the day, they play 16 games a season. Baseball, there's so many games, everything can happen. And that's why it's kind of, like, the best game ever, and that's why it's so much more fun when rare stuff does happen. Because, uh, like, a home run in the in the camera well. So, it's definitely happened before, though. It, it definitely has. He's already matched his home run total from last year. Think about that. I mean, that was... We're in the middle of May. He was... I mean, there were... People that you criticized more last season. There were guys, you know, like Sean Rodriguez, who you could roast, and other yeah. players. But I would say Josh Bell was probably the most disappointing position player. The most because he had such high expectations yes. after that rookie year. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, he had a good offensive season. But really good if you go by old school metrics like home runs and batting average and RBI. His rookie year? His rookie year. Oh, okay. I was yeah, but last year he really increased his on-base percentage and in a lot of ways had a better offensive season. And it's like, man, if he could have that high on-base percentage and that, you know, home run power that he showed his rookie year, then yeah, we got a ball player here. And here... We got a he, ball player. Yeah, we've got an all-star player right here right now. Yeah. If not an MVP candidate. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ready to say that because, but I mean, this is he's something... He's hitting like an MVP candidate. He's hitting 
And I mean, it's crazy to even say this, but like this reminds me of last year what we saw from Yelich, just the home run every night. Yeah. And it's not just the home runs, but like sliding head first in the first base to for get that the first run RBI, for yeah. the first RBI, getting singles, beating, you know, hitting through the shift, all of those kind of things. I mean, the game. I mean, it's all we're tattooed. There's not been a hit that's been cheap for him over the last we're two weeks. We're so we're still drooling over his performance Tuesday night. We're forgetting about what he did Sunday against the Cardinals. Four for four. Single-handedly won that game. Yeah, I mean, and he single-handedly won the game today, quite literally. He had, what yeah. was it, five runs batted in? I think four. He had a, yeah, and then Cole had the two-run homer? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so four runs batted in. They won by four runs. So, yeah. there you go. Uh, and it's just, it's incredible what he's doing. Um, you would assume that he can't sustain this level of dominance, uh, his batting average has got to be it's got to be the best on the team now. You'd think. Oh, Melky had a couple hits. Melky, yeah, okay, but the other thing about Josh that really impresses me is it's not just fastballs. Last year he really struggled against a breaking pitch. Now, I, like I was kind of skeptical whenever he said that you know he wanted to be one of those guys that waited back on the pitch, you know, wanted to drive it to center field, but that seems to really be working against breaking pitches. I mean, he's pulling those more, and they're. I guess if he's just a little ahead of it, if you're waiting back, it's like, okay, I can still drive this pitch. It's working out really well. Now, listen to this lineup right now. We'll, we'll start, we'll go two through five. You have Marte batting second. Mm-hmm. When he came off the IL, he was hitting around 212, I think. He's up to 265. So yeah. that batting average. In fairness <clears throat> to Marte, he was tattooing the ball. They just yeah. were falling in for hits and before he hit he's the IL. Been now killing, they're, yeah, now, they're, now they're falling. Batting third is Polanco. He's look good. 308. Yeah. With power. Josh Bell, 329. With a crap ton of power. 329 Josh Bell batting average. I would have never thought I'd say that sentence outside the first two weeks of April. Did he even have a 329 OBP his rookie year? I don't even know. I'll look And then uh, Melky Cabrera, 342. That's... A solid lineup. You bring Dickerson back into that. I don't even know if... I mean, there's no rush for him to come back. But two through five, I mean, that's a playoff caliber... That's a playoff caliber offensive production right there from the middle of your lineup. Yeah. And then Moran is an average bat, the bat sixth. Yeah, and, which yeah. isn't bad. And if Cervelli could ever heat up... You know what? I will give Francisco credit. He has been hitting the ball... Harder. Harder since he changed his stance. Which I mean, is good, but at the same it's time, it's good. They have to be hits eventually. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. got you're hitting it harder. You also have to get it in the air. All right, it's so only half the equation. That's all the good thing. I mean, there's a lot of good things. I mean, the Pirates three games over 500. Three games over 500. And four and two on fin- this very important road trip. So they far. finally beat Arizona. That was going to be my opening yes. tonight. Was going to be we should sign a petition to the MLB that the Pirates should never have to play the Diamondbacks again. Not even if they meet in the NLCS. It's just like, this is... You can't have that. No more, please. Yeah, uh, but you know what? Arizona, we're not scared of you anymore. That, let that be a lesson. We've Nobody got beats the Bell. Pittsburgh Pirates six times in a row. No one. I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure, I, I'm sure I'm it's sure, happened multiple yeah, times. The Milwaukee Brewers probably definitely did yeah. not too long ago. Um, so that's the good. Let's get into a little bit of the bad now. Uh, do you want to go on the mound, or do you want to go to Korea? Where do you want to go? Let's start on the mound here. All right, let's because go to the mound. I've got, Spoiler. I've, yeah. <laughs> um, the mound. Yeah, you got I've some got takes? A, yeah, I've got a take on this. I mean, All right, go ahead. So far, this since Chris Archer and Jameson Tyne both went on the I.O., Stephen Brault and Nick Kingham have both been starting. Mm-hmm. Neither one particularly well. Actually, they've both just been downright bad. Have you... Do you follow me on Twitter? Yes, I do. I am a self-proclaimed Stephen Brault stan. Yes, and, I, I uh, saw this. Here's the difference. Between, I cannot follow you down this path, Anakin. All right. Well, one is two and zero oh in the games that they've pitched, oh my and the God. other is zero oh and two. Yes, and it so, is totally because of a merit of the starting pitch. Well, listen, that's half. Well, no, Brault's first true. start was actually not bad at all. Four innings, he allowed two runs on like two hits. Okay, that was Kingham's first start too. Four innings, two runs. On a lot more pitches, and he yeah, got yeah. really lucky in the first inning. Yes, yeah, but Brault looked guess... definitively better their first in his first start compared to Kingham. Yeah, and they both stunk the second time so, around. 
So I guess that just leads to how do you treat this rotation going forward right now? Because Jamison Tyon was placed on the 60-day IL. It was kind of expected whenever you're not going to yeah. throw for six weeks, then you have to build your arm back up. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean he's shut down for the year or anything. It just means he's going to be down for the 60 days my back guess, to whenever he was first placed on the IL. My guess is uh, he makes the first start for the Pirates coming back from the All-Star break. That probably looks about right right now. Yeah, I think that that's the perfect time where you have that time off. You can reset the rotation. Mm-hmm. You can make some moves, send some guys up, send some guys down. The Pirates are also going to be you know, planning around some trades and whatnot. There's going to be a lot of moving pieces. I think that's the perfect time to bring them back. And, you know, I don't have access to T, uh, you know, Todd Tomzik's plan and the medical staff's plan to bring them back, but I think that would be the most ideal is the first start after the All-Star break will be Jamison Tyone on the Hill. Okay, so that's two months from now. Yeah. What do you do with the fifth starter going back? Because Archer's back. Archer is going to start Wednesday. Today. Yes. He's going to start Wednesday. Yeah. That's good, which means if they go with the regular rotation, Musgrove can start Saturday. means Saturday has to – or Musgrove can go Sunday, Mm -hmm. which means Saturday is going to go to either Brault or Kingham. Mm -hmm. Either one would – Theoretically, be on full rest. Before I ask you which one you would rather have starting on Saturday, because I know you're going to just say Brault because he's 2-0. Or the Pirates are 2-0. He's 0-0. But he's actually 0-1. 0-1. Well, I'm talking about these last two yeah, starts. Yeah, yeah, Mitch Keller had a nice start tonight in AAA. I'm good. Six innings pitched, eight strikeouts. I'm not saying he's 100% ready. Then, No. But he could go Sunday. That's his next scheduled day to start. Uh, the way I would do it personally is I want to see how he does Sunday in AAA. And then the way that it would line up is his next start would be the next day the Pirates need to go to a fifth starter. And look, I'm not saying it's ideal. It's no, not, no, no, you no. know what's also not ideal? Having Cole Tucker up in the major leagues right now. He's yeah. not ready, but push came to shove. Is this guy going to be a major leaguer? And I know I was preaching against this with Cabrian or anything, but whenever you're looking at the options, I don't see how Mitch can be worse than how these two pit... Uh, Mitch Keller, I am confident, could not get out of the fourth inning at his very worst. Uh, here's my counterpoint. Cole, at the end of the day, his ceiling is nowhere near the level of what Mitch Keller's can potentially be. I, I think they're similar. Uh, I don't think... Cole... I, I don't think either one's a Cy Young MVP. I think Mitch Keller's ceiling is of a number two starter. I think Cole's ceiling, ceiling is Jack Wilson. Yes. That Mitch Keller's ceiling gets... is a couple all-star appearances. I, I see number two starter with Mitch Keller. Well, that could be... That's not a bad thing. That's yeah, a I mean, that's thing. a couple all-star appearances, I think, that, on some staffs. On some staffs, maybe, okay. Yeah, so I would say that his ceiling's higher, and... It's too early in the... You know, if we're in June, if we're in July, then I, I'm listening to this. But Actually, I'm, if it was July, I would say just trade for someone. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, it's very fair. Um, but I'm saying if, if the... I know every game counts the same, right? But I'm not ready to rush a guy up for a position that they, they have struggled to develop more than any other. I would say. Power pitchers... Um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going down this road right now. I don't think you need to. And, you know, I'm willing to give Brault another try. And there's another thing Craig Riley asked Clint the other day. I think it was on Saturday, the second to last home game they had. Okay. Uh, the game where J-Mo was placed on the IL. They, he asked him, he said, have you guys considered bullpenning? And Clint said, yes. We've talked about it. He gave, like, the most definitive answer I've ever heard Clint Hurdle give. He said, we've talked about it five times. Five times. Which is crazy that he remembers how many times I've talked about it. Um, but he said, we have a plan now. And we're going to see how that plan goes. And then after that, we're going to address it. We, you know, and that's maybe like plan B. So I would rather... I'm not writing off Keller. I think that, yeah, we probably do see him make a couple starts. This season, um, but I'm not ready to go to him yet. 
I don't I don't need to rush this guy. I, you want to wait and see him pitch on Sunday? I want to let him pitch until the end of the month of May. And then maybe we, we give him a call up in June. I'm sure the organization would love that for financial reasons on yeah. top of everything else. Well, you could option him back down. Yeah. I mean, trust and me. that's true. If Mitch Keller pitches well enough that he stays in the rotation, that would be worth the money of another Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. But... I would like to try. I would like to see them try bullpenning before you bring him up. You know what? In the bullpenning, I could get behind. I mean, Francisco could go too. Maybe could get three behind innings. Alex. You, were, you I, were. Okay. Here's my here's my one concern. Riding for that last year. Yes. Bullpenning for a whole game. Yeah. I am definitely on favor for bullpenning. You know, bringing in Vasquez in the sixth inning because it's a lefty and their bases are loaded. I'm 100% on board for that form of bullpenning, but for like a whole game, that's going to be a tough sell whenever you're on the whenever you're on the stretch of your 12th game in 12 days. Yeah, and, well, you no, have, no, and then you have I'm that saying... one day off, and then you got another long stretch because you got that double header in Cincinnati of consecutive games. I, if this was a month ago and you had all those off days, you know, staring you in the face, I would be 100% being like, this is a bullpen game. Francisco, you're going to go two and well, three, and then just, Michael Feliz is going to go two and three, and then hopefully the back end of the They just got go. that guy from uh, Los Angeles. What's his name? Stratton. And or he started Stratton. 25 games last year. He was pretty bad, though. Yeah, but I mean, so is <laughs> some of the guys we have now. Honestly, like, so why not? If we're looking at this objectively, should Stratton be in the mix also with home, with a uh, Oh, how about that? Stratton and Clay Holmes in the conversation with Stephen Brault and Nick Kingham. Uh, well, you know I, my thoughts on Clay Holmes, but I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm I know. willing you to wanted give... to buy him a beer last year, poor guy. Yeah, I, I'm willing to uh, give Stratton... What is it? Stratton? Stratton. Stratton. I'm willing to give Stratton an opportunity. I mean, he at least is good enough to... I mean, the Giants stink, and they stunk last year, but, you know... He started 20-plus games in the major leagues, something that Brault and Kingham can't say. Yeah. You know, I mean, they might have been. If they were in this situation, they might have been able to say that, but that experience is at least worth something. I guess that's the thing. The Pirates right now are three games over five hundred. Yes. They are right in the thick of of the playoff hunt. I know it's we're only at the quarterway mark of the season, mm-hmm. but that's not a bad place to be at the quarterway mark. Not at all. You cannot send out a landmine. Every five days to pitch. I, I and I don't know. Mitch Keller could very well be another landmine, but I feel like where he is right now, I feel better with him as the starter than with Brault with Kingham. I think if Brew Baker was healthy, I don't think he, that there would be, be as much resistance. Be like, yeah, bring him up. Yeah, Let's see what he's got. I I hundred percent agree with that. I I mean, because he's uh, he has better numbers in AAA. Yeah. And he'd better Brubaker probably year. is a little more major league ready, but you know Brubaker, what? It's sometimes push comes to shove, and you got to bring Cole Tucker up to play shortstop. Brubaker reminds me a lot of Chad Cool in the minor leagues. Cool had the like the numbers when they compared him to like JMO, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean JMO was the bigger prospect. JMO had the higher ceiling, but like they looked at Chad Cool and they're like, this guy, he's a he's a bulldog. He's fighting hard, and you know. And he ended up being a decent pitcher, and I hope that, you know, he recovers. It, and... it, it would be nice to have Chad Cole right about now. I would feel much better with Chad Cole as yes. a sixth long guy right now than Nick Kingham. Yes. Him coming in and be like, yeah, he could give me four then or five Then again, minutes. I mean, if they if they had Chad Cole, uh, they probably wouldn't have signed Lyles. So. That's true. Which he's been probably, I mean, I guess Musgrove today cemented himself probably as the best pitcher back into that role. But Lyles has been probably the most consistent. So we'll round up uh, this first part of the show uh, by talking about Jung Ho. Did I'll, I'm just gonna keep it simple, Alex? Did did Jung Ho play his last game as a pirate? No, but he probably should have. Yeah. I mean, let's what are we side doing strain. Here? I don't know how serious it is. He's with the team. He traveled to Arizona, so I don't know if it's just rust. And then in ten days, he's gotta be back. He can't hit a breaking ball, man. He can't hit anything. He's he can, over he 23 can, in his last 23 at-bats. I, I still feel like Jung-Ho can hit a fastball. But a mistake fastball. A mistake fastball, Over yes. the plate, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, they're not going to give it to him. They're going to keep throwing him more and more breaking stuff. That's what we saw during this 0-for-23 stretch. It's just not 
good. He's not pitching well. No. And or not hitting well. Not hitting well. I was gonna say he probably doesn't pitch well. He's either. not fielding well either. Uh, and he's not running the bases well. No. He's just not doing anything well right now. And I'm not gonna rush Cabrine like I'm trying to rush Mitch here. But you know, Cabrine's heating up a little in Triple You know, maybe mid season. Maybe mid season. We'll feel differently about I've it. brought this up to you like four times. I know. And you've, you've shut me down. I don't, I I don't want to hear this anymore. I know. I'm... Brian should be the starting third baseman right now in the major leagues. He's still not hitting well I enough in triple I I don't... The defense, the hitting will come. You, can't you know teach, what? You Honestly, can't right defense. now, if you're going to be going with Stephen Brault and Nick Kingham, it is an interesting question. Do you want to put your best defense behind them, or do you want to put yes. or do you want to put your best offense? You have the offense. I mean, the offense right now is better than it's been all season because and of that's, Josh Bell. Well, I mean, yes. because he found another gear. Yeah, and Josh Bell has led to the success of others. You know, Polanco's hitting. Polanco's hitting, and Marte, Marte and Melky's continuing. Frazier's getting on base Fraser, a little yes. more. Yeah. I, I mean, again, the offense as a whole. Moran is breaking out of that slump that he was in. Hopefully, yeah. Well, I mean, no, he's had some hits. In the he's last, had some He hits. had a home run I like that Sunday. bunch hit he had today. Yeah. Or and Tuesday. So, yeah, I, I, I legitimately think, you know, the offense has been better than it's ever been all year. Why not make the – shore up the left side of your defense and just, just quit beating around the bush. Call him up. Just – Make your left side of your infield the next in, you know, the next infield you're gonna have for the next ten seasons. Hopefully, I think you're gonna tens a lot. Yeah, we'll say okay, five. But, okay, but you're you're gonna agree with what I'm gonna say right now. Pirates would be so much better if they were in the same situation where they're a game or two out of the wild card, and you know over five hundred and they're doing well. If they were in this situation in mid July. It wouldn't be bring up Cabrine. No, it'd be it make would a be trade. Make a trade, and I think they will be. And in unfortunately, that situation. you can't make a trade in mid-May. That's the real problem. That I the cards mean, are facing tell right it to Kendrick Morales. He's been traded twice already this season. Where did he go this time? Yankees. Really? Yep. Good for him. I guess. I mean, that's three. He's played for three teams, well, and it's no, May. He'll go to New York, and then knowing how the Yankees operate, he'll, he'll be traded IL. again. Well, I was gonna say he'll be traded again. Oh yeah. Kendrick Morales will be a pirate by the end of the year. That would be kidding. awesome. Where would he play? I wouldn't mind him in Pittsburgh. Where I mean, would he play? He, he'd be my pinch hitter. My first guy off the bench. That's going to be Melky. Whenever Dickerson's back, that's fair. Yeah. People forget that like we have a 300-hitting gold glove outfielder coming back at some point. Yeah. I mean... And that would be nice. Yeah, that would And then good. you have your best... The starting pitcher last year coming back. Today, the big trade deadline acquisition is coming back. Who was pitching well before he his stats were just completely shattered in that Dodger start, which I guess he wasn't, you know, one hundred percent. He yeah. just wasn't healthy for yeah. it. If that was the case, it'd be nice to throw that away and be like, okay, yeah, he's back to being a good pitcher. All right. If this team gets healthy, not to mention, you know, the guys who are underachieving. That's the bigger point. The health. Yeah. The health wasn't ever I mean the health was scary at first but then when the outfield produced offensively it's like you know they overcompensated like they did more than enough uh to make up for the injuries in the outfield and then Cole Tucker for what he's done defensively at shortstop I think and you weren't getting much offensively either from Newman or Gonzalez so every injury that they've had in the field has been Newman's hitting now. But. Yeah, I mean, everyone's ex- exceeded expectations, so yeah. I'm fine with that. It's just, you know, the starting pitching injuries are really the first problem you've run into. And I guess some of the bullpen injury when Crick went down, there was a little bit of problems there. But mm-hmm. any of the injuries for the fielders have not really been a problem for this team. It's what you said, it's the latter form of that statement. It's the the underachieving. That's what they need to get past. That's what they need to get better from. And... There's a couple guys, you know, who either need to get their act together or get the heck out of town. But more on that later. Uh, it is the quarter way of the season now. So rather than doing an interview, we are going to move on to our report card. Yep. We always do this every year. And before we get to that, we are going to give you uh, who this is sponsored by. And, uh, Alex, you want to read this one or should I? 
You should. Okay, I'll let you read the next one. Yes. All right, so this segment is brought to you, this not segment, this part of the show, I should say, is brought to you by No Negations. No Negations is a motivational lifestyle and apparel brand. Their mission is to inspire others to achieve no matter the circumstance. It is easy to quit or give up, especially if the people around us are feeding negativity. The No Negations team wants to be that positive reinforcement in your life. They offer talks and workshops to get your team, clients, and customers motivated and inspired. Their team of national and world-class athletes are energetic, impactful, motivational speakers offering insight on perseverance, team building, fitness, and mindset development. So whether if you have a t-shirt, hat, polo, long sleeve shirt, crew neck, which is what Alex is rocking right now, mm-hmm. hoodie or leggings, it should be a reminder that no matter your circumstance, you can overcome it if you you stay consistent. Visit their website at www.nonegations.com. That's www.n-o-n-e-g-a-t-i-o-n-s.com to order apparel and to receive more information on speaking events. Also follow them on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at No Negations. Now, coming up, our quarter season report card. What's up, everybody? I'm saying what's up because unlike normal, when we do an interview for the River Blast podcast, we're doing some video content as well because we're a quarter way through of the season, Alex. Yes. One fourth of the way done already. Can you believe it? It's going fast. It's like in school, you know, first nine weeks are over. Fun fact, Noah Hiles once got an F on his report card in the first nine weeks. Really? Freshman year of high school. I had the swine flu. Oh! Uh, so, my freshman year of high school, that was like a big thing, I guess. Remember that? I, I remember the swine flu, yeah. Uh, so, my whole family got it. I got it a week after everyone else did. And I had a ton of homework that I needed to do. And I think I just lost all of my honors English homework. And I didn't turn it in. And I like I also bombed a couple tests, so I had like a seventy-seven percent, but then I lost twenty percentage points on homework on that week of homework I didn't turn in. You just hate to see. It. So it went down to fifty-seven, or no, seventy-nine. It went down to fifty-nine, and oh. that was that was my argument to my parents. I said, "Well, it's an F plus," <laughs> and they did not they did not enjoy that at all. Um, but I ended up, you know, I got like an A in the second nine weeks, and it averaged out to be like a redemption course. But yeah. But anyway, first nine, or not first nine weeks, first quarter of the season is coming gone for the Pirates. So, like I said, rather than doing an interview, we are going to give out a report card. Oh, for the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, this will be on YouTube. It'll be on my channel. You can just search Noah Hiles on YouTube and see what Alex and I look like. We got our sponsors. We're rocking them. I'm rocking Slice on Broadway. They sponsor the segment portion of the show, which is coming up next in the episode. And Alex is rocking, of course, No Negations, who this part of the show is brought to you by. So, Alex, I guess we'll just work our way back into the field. We'll start with the infield. Um... Give me your overall grade for the infield, I guess, to start the year. Okay, the way I'm doing my grades... Well, no, and then we'll do we'll do the overall grade, and then we'll do our best player, and then our worst player. Okay. All right, okay. so give me your overall grade first. Uh, my overall grade is a C for the okay. infield. Okay. And I should put an asterisk next to all this that I base my grades based on my expectations going into the season. Okay. So I, I wasn't expecting four all-stars. There's one all-star. There's also a couple black holes. Yes. Um, I go C+, plus just because I think that one all-star has been, if you're going to go expectations, he has oh, exceeded yeah. every single person's expectations, especially, you know, some anonymous scouts. So, Big thump is better than big lump. There you go. All right. Uh, who is your best... It's, Safe to say, Josh Bell. Yeah, Josh Bell gets an A. Uh, I give him an A+. Plus. The Great. defense is the only kept thing that kept it from being See, a plus. See, I think the defense has improved. The arm, you know, mm-hmm. not great. But overall, I think he's improved every other phase of his game. I think right now, as we are speaking, 
if you look at his entire you know sample size and due to the fact that Bellinger has been moved permanently to the outfield, Josh Bell right now is the best first baseman in baseball. Yeah. Statistically, uh, you know, defensively, like Alex said, there are better guys out there, but altogether, through this first quarter of the season, he's the best at his position. I give him an A+. Plus, so. And one thing I do want to give Josh Bell credit for with his defense, the arm's bad. I, I just don't like the range. He has become a picking machine. Yes. Yeah. Like, I can't think of too many times where a ball was hopped to him that he didn't get the ball, didn't catch it. Like, that is an aspect of his defense that has greatly improved in 2019. Yeah. Uh, worst player slash position. I'll open up with this. I'm going to go, I can catch her and I'm going to give it a D. Wow, you're generous. Yeah, and I just think for def- defensively, Cervelli's been okay. But offensively, it's an F. Uh, and Diaz... You know, he hasn't done much, but then again, how much baseball has he really played? So, I'm, I'm giving him a little bit more of the benefit of the doubt that he can turn it around. Cervelli, I, I don't have much hope for this season. So, especially after what we've seen so far, I give him a D. Third base is a close second place for the worst. I give them a D plus. Moran's been... Moran's about a C plus, and Gong's an F. So, yeah. I, Cervelli was my F. In this. Cervelli's now? Yeah. I mean, WRC plus, he has a 48. Jacob Stolix has a 47. That's that is alarmingly bad. Yes. And the framing, it started off pretty well. He's not framing well anymore. He is catching some base runners, except, you know, Jared Dyson had a couple mm-hmm. stolen bases on him last game. So it, it's, it just doesn't look good for him mm-hmm. right now. I mean, he has hit the ball harder. Of late, ever since he changed his stance, that's good. You got to put it in the air, too. Yeah. All right, we'll move to the outfield now real quick, Alex. I will say my grade. Overall outfield, I give an A-. minus. I give a B plus. Okay. So that's two times in a row we've pretty much been on the same Yeah, page. best outfielder. I mean, this, I feel, Melky. I, I gave Melky an A- minus as my I gave a, I gave him an A. I mean... I, you almost have to give him an A for effort in the field just because he, you know, he hates just running out there. Uh, especially it looks like a chore. When they, when, they, when they play him in right, when they used to play him out in right field at home and he'd have to run all the way. You know, left field, they're being a little nicer because it's along the third base line so he can just, you know, go yeah. straight out. But going all the way out to right field at PNC Park, I know it's a short porch, but the milkman, man. It kind of reminds me whenever Seth Rogen... Was in uh, super bad. He's the fastest <laughs> kid alive. Yes. Fastest kid alive. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny. It is funny. I'm really enjoying the milk the milkman experience though. The milk oh, Cabrera yeah. experience. Couldn't. I mean, that was a hell of a steal by the Pirates mm-hmm. front office there. Um, and then my worst outfielder. I mean, all of them have been pretty good. The only Lonnie Chisenhall. Yeah, I gave and him I'm an just, eye. I yeah, I just gave him incomplete. Yeah, incomplete. Yeah, didn't show up. Yeah. So. Because be even pick. like Jason Martin had a couple clutch hits. Yes, and he he stuck in the JB field. But Shuck he, yeah, he came, got on base. He got on base. And Brian Reynolds has been pitched good. well. Marte has been good. Yeah, JB Shuck ninety two on the corner. I'll never forget that. He was throwing as hard as Trevor Williams. Yeah, amazing. Yes. All right, so now we'll move to starting pitching. This will be interesting, Alex. I'll let you start. Yeah, I'm going to give the rotation as a whole an A minus. Really. Uh, okay. th- there have been a couple really bad blemishes, but overall, whenever the Pirates are in the game, it is because of their starting pitching. So They are carrying this team, and I know that uh, Musgrove, his season stats are a little wonky because of those two bad starts. He's been solid. Uh, Archer's been solid. Lyons has been one of the best pitchers. I'm, 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 this Lyons is my only A-plus on the team. Lyles? Yeah. Uh, you're saying Lyons, I I thought. said Lyons. I wrote yeah. down Lyons. Come on, buddy. All right. Oh, you just I will say I give them a B uh, for okay. this reason. They kind of remind me of a lot of tests I took in college for subjects I really didn't care to learn about. Uh, there's the you know the beginning of the test. It's all multiple choice or mm-hmm. true or false, and you can just memorize you know trivial knowledge kind of stuff with yep. flashcards. But then you get to like the last five ten questions and they're open ended. And you're like, oh, I actually got to explain this stuff. Like, I actually have to show that I am able to interpret this knowledge. And you lose all your points there. That's kind of what the starting pitching's been. I mean, it, it 
opening the season, it was incredible. They, you, all the quality starts, all the shutouts, all the long outings. They were great. Um, they fell off a little bit, which was to be expected. But I think, you know, the injuries, which you can't fault them for, but I will take points off because, you know what, I'm grading it, and that was my decision. And I can't, in good faith, give a rotation an A that has Brawlton, Nick Kingham making starts. Well, so, I, I, yeah. so that's yeah, why I gave enough. it a B overall. My my best uh, pitcher, again, was Lyles. I'd given him an A. Mm-hmm. And my worst starter, Brawlton, Kingham aside, has been J-Mo. Yeah. And I gave him an I for injured. I gave J-Mo a C- minus because even before then, I didn't think he was... I'm giving, I, again, I'm basing this off of my preseason expectations, I'm giving, and he was not matching them. I'm giving J-Mo some, uh, a T and a P, thoughts and prayers. That's what I'm giving him. Cause he needs and him. some toilet paper. Get healthy, buddy. Toilet paper? You said TP. Oh, no. I mean, <laughs> he can have that if he needs it. I don't know. All right, <laughs> oh. so... What? Well, if he needs the toilet paper, All right. he can anyway... We'll wrap it up by the bullpen now. So to recap, I've got C plus for the infield, A for the A minus for the outfield, B for the starting rotation. Uh, my bullpen grade is a C plus. Um, yeah, I mean they've been, I guess, overall above average. I think that they've they've held their own in the games that they've won, and in the games that they've lost, they have been atrocious. Normally, the starting pitching is pretty bad in the games that they've lost too. The run differential is not great. I mean, one of the worst in baseball. And that's due largely to the fact that the bullpen lets games get out of hand. They're, they're crooked innings in the 6th, the 7th. Richard Rodriguez, Keone Kella struggled early on. Nick Kingham, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. So they've been far from perfect. Um, so I'd say Rich Rod's my lowest grade. He get, I give him a D. I gave Rich Rod a D two, and but then again, but then again, I think the highest overall grade tied with Josh Bell, Felipe Vasquez A plus, best reliever in baseball right now. Yeah, I I gave Vasquez an A plus too. Yeah, and I I also gave Liriano an A, and I gave the bullpen. I'll give Frankie an A, and I'll give Kyle Crick a B plus. He had yeah. one bad outing, and he that really wasn't his was, fault. Yeah, he but wasn't then even again, hard that outing. He, it was bloops and bleeders. You know. Stat sheet still shows it, so... Yeah, and I give the bullpen a B minus. B minus? All right, so that's not too far off from what I... Clint. Um... I'll I'll give Clint a B. Yeah, you know what? I think he's doing well with what he's been given. Especially with the decision to call up Tucker and Reynolds and... Mm -hmm. I... Yeah, I I don't... I've yet to find... There's been a couple decisions, you know, like... Pinch hitting... Jung Ho, the one game, was bad, I thought. And then, yeah. you know, we just danced around that, we, and he made us even more confused with his response. Um, the you va- know, the, the va- not pitching Vasquez the other day yeah. when the game got out of hand against Texas was a bad one. But overall, when you can only think of a couple times when Clint made a mind-boggling decision and cost you mm-hmm. a game. Awesome. Well, how about just I'll, I'll take the fact that. that this team has had 19 different players Hit the injured list and in the first three, quarter of the and season. Three games and they, over five hundred. Yes. Yeah. So and I they were players props. of consequence. It is his best pitcher. It is a, it is Tyon. It is his Gold Glove left fielder. It is, is Starling Marte, like the best player. Polanco. On the team. Yeah. Like, these are players of consequence, impact players that are down, and they just keep winning. Yeah, and I think they're except starting whatever to, Marte was. They're starting to be a little bit more innovative again. I like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not so not bad, Clint. So yes, I'll give the manager a B. Uh, I think that will round it up. Yeah. So let us know what you think of our grades on uh, social media. Be- feel free to tweet at us at River Blast Radio, at Noah underscore Hiles95, at Alex J. Stump. And uh, we'll hopefully have a lot more video content coming out for you guys throughout the entire baseball season. Uh, until then, we're going to get back to the podcast. So check that out River Blast Podcast. And now, it's time for everyone's favorite part of the show, segments. Oh, yeah. And, of course, our segments are brought to you by Slice on Broadway. The best. With locations in Carnegie, Beachview, the East End, and, of course, our personal favorite at PNC Park. Slice on Broadway has it all. 
from their perfect pizza, spectacular salads, or super delicious subs, everything they make is handmade and the best your money can buy. You know what? They wouldn't be able to sleep if it wasn't. Be sure to check them out and tell them the guys from the River Blast podcast sent you. Now we're going to start off, as we always do, with a little buy, a little sell, and a little trade. And you know what? I'm, I'm going to start off this week. Oh, Alex is starting I, off. I, I think he started off last week. So I, I believe I did as well. Okay. I am buying the Pirates Montana Dewar Powell. I think sure. So. Sure. I'm, I'm, get, I'm just going to refer to him from Montana from now on because I'm not 100%. I haven't had a chance to talk to the guy. I'm buying him as the best pitcher in Major League history. You could you could buy a little something something from him if you know what I mean. With a with a name as a state. Weed is weed legalized in Montana? Probably not. I mean, I, I feel like Montana would be one of the last ones to. Montana? Mon- no, there's a lot of like Yellowstone National Park hippie type people. I bet you they don't even care. I, I'm, there's a difference between not even caring. And no, like, I just official. feel like if you smoked weed, they'd be like, "What's that?" <laughs> like, like they don't even know what. What is this magical plant you speak of? Okay, but I I checked through baseball history. All the pitchers that had a name starts with a state. That starts with a state. John Maine is the best one of all time. I'm, I'm buying it now. Montana will be the best one by the end of his career. Really? Yeah. All right. And John Maine was a serviceable hand, but let's be real here. Not that much better than replacement level that just hung around for a couple years. Okay, well, hopefully Montana will be able to say that. All yeah. right, next. I am selling Nick Kingham in the first inning. Yeah, I, I think. I, yeah. It's 60, I believe it's 67 career runs he's allowed in his career now. 21 of them have come in the first inning. I mean, we're talking on average like an ERA of like eleven. Yeah, I mean, it was. I know it was. It it was over. It is beyond atrocious. Yeah, it's. It's. Yeah, at some point, I mean, Hurdles talked about you know bullpenning five times. How many times has he talked about you know the opener? That's a question worth asking. I would imagine five times. Five times. Every one of them revolves around (laughs) Nick Kingham. Can we make sure Nick doesn't pitch in the first inning anymore? Alright, and, and last. In my trade, I am trading uh, Jung Ho's injury right now. I don't think it's a sprain left side, I think it's a sprain bat. I think it's a sprain right side, too. I mean, all of it. Yeah, it's just, just not moving fast. Alright, I like that. Not bad. Alright, uh, I'm going to buy more walks. Alex and I were talking about this during the game, yes. and Alex was legitimately impressed by how much he's rubbed off on me. Me noticing this more than he did. Only three players on the team as we are a quarter way through the season in mid-May now mm-hmm. uh, have double-digit walks this year. You yeah. have Josh Bell. You have Colin Moran. Who's the third one? Adam Frazier, right? I no. think it I know Eric Gonzalez had the 10% walk rate, me, but so many of those up. were just intentional walks to just get to the pitcher and end the inning. So it really wasn't a uh, merit of him. Pulling it up, pulling it up. Yeah, Adam Frazier. So Bell has 18. Yeah, that'll play. Adam Frazier, the leadoff man with 12. Colin Moran with 11. And no one else with double-digit walks after that. That's that's not good enough. you gotta have you got to have at least one player... I mean, Bell with 18, that's good. But yes. your leadoff man, Frazier, has got to get you more. I mean, Cervelli, if you're not hitting the ball. I mean, that was the pro you with McCutcheon. you got to get a base somehow. When yeah. McCutcheon, even when the beginning of the year, when he would be hitting 220, you know, 221, whatever it takes, um, he would still be drawing walks and getting on base. And that's that's a big part of a team, you know, with... A guy like Josh Bell, who's crushing the baseball right now on the top of the lineup, the middle of the lineup, that's you know creating a lot of runs. The bottom of the order, guys. If you're not going to be you know going two for three or two for four, two for five, even once a week, you've got to find a way to get on base. Then let the pitcher bunt you over and set the table for your middle of the lineup that's killing the baseball. And yeah, I would say everyone's got to get better with that. So I'm buying more walks. What I'm selling is the Cole Tucker hate. I'm over it. And not just because he hit a home run. Not just because he has sick flow. Not just because he's a nice guy. 
but because we're forgetting how bad the shortstop position was before he came here. Don't get me wrong. The offense has to improve. He's also 22. The offense will improve. But I'm, I've been on the record saying this multiple times now. I don't care as long as he's not hitting 150. Preferably over 200. I'm willing yeah. to take this all the way back to the Mendoza style. The dude's so the dude's good enough defensively, and he's so young. Offense be damned. I'll take whatever else he you get from him. Everything you know, he wants to hit a home run every now and then. You he wants to you know get a couple singles in a game. Whatever it is, great. I'll take it. But anyone else that can play that position in this organization right now is so bad defensively. I'm keeping him there. He's the starting shortstop for the rest of the year unless they want to make a trade and find a veteran who can produce on both, you know, sides of the spectrum, defensively and offensively. So lay off Cole Tucker. He'll figure it out offensively, and even if he doesn't, guess what? He is still the best option you have. Don't forget that. But going back to to Mendoza line, buck 82 average, 229 OBP. It's a... that's not going to play. I mean, I, I get it. He's young. The league's hitting back at him for the first time. I'm not in a, But he's 22. There's no one better than him right now. No. I mean, unless you really want to give Kevin Newman all those starts at shortstop. But Newman's been hitting well and ever he since looked, he's come he's off the He's looked okay aisle. defensively since he's come back, yeah. too. Um, and then my trade... This is a questionable one, but maybe trade in some Liriano starts. Ooh. He couldn't be any worse. No, but I. He you got a good thing going with him right now that you yeah might you're not, not making li- you're not making the starting rotation better. You're making Francisco Liriano worse. Uh, but uh, my mentality would be if Liriano starts a game, you're bullpenning. You're not asking him to go. Yeah. Four. Okay. Go. And go. I, I guess two that's or something three. that we touched on earlier. No, will yeah. he go two or three innings? Yeah. I mean, we've seen him go two a bunch of times. Do you think he has that third in him? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah, I think, or I'll I'll say it this way, one time through the order, and if that's a two innings, if you know it's one inning, you're screwed already, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I'm gonna trade in at least for Kingham. I mean, this is a joke what we're going through right now with that. Uh, Alex, we'll move on now. Sink or float. This is a real simple one. Run differential. It's not good. Let me pull it up now. We got to pull up the updated. Ones. The Pirates' run differential is... Well, it's not showing it on the app. So, it's not great. What a shame. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I believe it's like minus 30. Yeah, it's it's really bad So at the moment. So, is the sinker float, how concerned should yeah, we be? Yeah, how concerned should we be? I mean, I've heard some people say, oh, you know, it's not a big deal. Like, you know, they just got to keep winning the close ones. And if it gets out of hand, it gets out of hand. But on the other hand, it's... I think run indication in the first half of the season... A run differential in the first half of the season is a good indication of how your second half of the season is going to look. If you're be, if you're outscoring teams consistently by a lot uh, and losing close games, normally that will tell you that in the second half of the season you're going to be able to maintain that. Uh, whereas if you're winning a whole bunch of close games and getting blown out in your losses, which is exactly what has been going on for the Pirates, you should be concerned as the season goes on, because eventually you're going to start losing those close games. You're yeah. not going to be able to walk that tightrope. You saw that with the Mariners, which you've alluded to. Yeah. Um, and the Mariners, you know, they were the... Did they have the best record in baseball? Yeah, for one, long, yes. For a long point. And they did finish last year with 89 wins, which, quite frankly, if the Pirates win 89 games that'd in be, a similar way, that part, that's probably good enough for the playoffs. What did they, how but many the wins Mariners, did they have in 2014, Pirates? 88. So that would be the third best season since 1992. If the Pirates win 89 games. That's yeah. a success. If you told me right now, Pirates win 89 games, do you take it or leave it? I would take yeah. it. Yeah. No. Yeah. I, I, I'm still I'm happy with 84 this but year. But then again, now the Mariners were an outlier. And after being the best team in baseball for almost half a season, they were pretty average down the, second, down the stretch. So it is a cause for concern. I mean... You're going to win a lot of those close games whenever Felipe Vazquez is coming in in the ninth inning. 
Oh, yeah. And if Kella gets his act together... Well, if Kyle Crick comes in the Crick, eighth, Crick has been rock solid in yeah. the eighth also. And you shorten those games up, you do win those close games more often than you probably should. That's how the 2013 through 2015 Pirates do. Go based off their Pythagorean record, they pretty much greatly outplayed. Like that 98 win season in 2015, I think they were only projected to win like 89 games based off of their run differential. Mm -hmm. That's what a good bullpen it could do for you. Yeah. I don't think the Pirates have that good a bullpen at the moment. They at haven't the proved moment, it. Yeah. yeah. They haven't proved it. They could be if Rich Rod gets his act together and Kella is healthy and goes back to his form last year. Then, yeah. Then I'd say the Pirates can... Then maybe the run differential... It would still be of concern, but I wouldn't be, you know, dreading it as much. It, this kind of has like a Thanos feel to it. Like, dread it, run from it, it still comes. Mm-hmm. All right, so we'll wrap it up now. Wrap it up the show. Yes. It is late, Alex. It's one thirty. You got a long drive home. I've got to edit this. I've got to edit video now as well. Yeah. Uh, Make it at work. Yes. But we will end on one of your stats, Alex's super stat of the day. Is this the first one of the year? No, you've had a couple. Well, we've planned a couple. No, but you've beginning had of some the at the back end of the show, too. Okay, okay. Yeah. All right, Josh Bell, he hit a 460-foot home run uh, today. That wasn't even the one that went into the camera well. That's amazing. No, he yeah, a, that one He hit a 446-footer, and then his, yeah. on then the next pitch you saw, he had 460 feet. Correct. Josh Bell has hit four home runs this year that have traveled at least 450 feet. Yes. That is the most of baseball. Nobody else has two. More than two. Last year, only one player in baseball had four, and that was Trevor Story. He finished with seven. This is this is eye opening. The amount, how far he's hitting this ball, it is insane. Uh, Tuesday he hit the third and fifth longest home runs of his career. His top five have all come this year. He is hitting some gargantuan home runs. These aren't little cheapy three hundred footers that just crept over the Clemente wall. These mm -hmm. are these are insane. Yeah. So. Uh... Good job, Josh Bell. Good job, Alex. Yay! And be sure to follow And I helped. Yes. Uh, be sure to follow Alex on Twitter, at AlexJStump. Follow myself on Twitter as well, at Noah underscore Hiles 95. Follow us on Twitter as a podcast. We're going to get more active with that, at River Blast and we Radio. And we mean it this time. Uh, like, rate, share, subscribe to everything we're doing podcast-wise, and be sure to retweet our videos that we're going to be tweeting out as well. Uh, hopefully we'll have a lot more of that as the summer goes along and as this team hopefully continues to contend. Until then, Alex, any final thoughts? Uh, I like the setup yes, that you came up with. I do. You're going to have to check that out on, on the video. YouTube. Yeah, we'll, you'll be able to find that uh, video on YouTube. Um, just search my name, Noah Hiles. Go to my channel. Nothing special, just a whole bunch of college assignments and uh, this video. Hopefully there will be a lot more as the year goes on. Uh, you can also find it on our Twitter pages. My final thoughts, sign off as always, saying, let's go Bucks.